What's up, you guys? Welcome to the July 10th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down, really, our fantasy draft guide kind of kickoff here. Just before we dive in and go nuts in our draft guide, we put together a little mock draft with most of the Rotor World crew and a couple pod listeners and some just hardcore basketball, uh, fantasy basketball fans. So we're going to break that down, kind of first impressions on where we're going. This is an eight-cat mock, so big difference. We'll talk about that. With me to do so, a fellow drafter, uh, Tommy Beer. What's up, man? What's up, my friend? Not much, man. You weren't in the first one we did because you, you're Correct. busy doing family stuff. So you kind of got this yeah. is your first kind of try at it. Uh, this yep. is my second. Um, and there were a couple people that were did both, like Jared and I did both, uh, Roth and I, uh, Legs and Strope. We were all in there too, so we kind of could feel a little bit. But again, big difference is eight cat. Um, right. And so I kind of wanted to start off here with. Just things that I'm learning about drafting the ACAT. And the biggest takeaway for me is the point guard tiers are just so stark. Like, between, I mean, obviously there's Steph, Dame, Harden, and then it's a little dip. And then Kemba, Trey, well, I would actually, excuse me, Drew, Kemba, Trey, and then Kyrie. And then it's open. Like, I, yep. there's nobody I would draft at point guard for a you know, good round. Then you're talking like Mike Conley. Uh, I'm not into Luca, but some people are into Luca. De'Aaron Fox is in that tier. So I, I just feel like my main takeaway here is if I'm picking late first, <clears throat> I really want to take a point guard there. Like, I really, if I'm picking 12, 12 13, I'm going to go Drew Trey, or Kemba. Drew Trey Kemba. Um, well, Drew Kemba Trey in that order. Like, I'd like to start okay. my draft that way. Um, and actually, okay. I have Drew Holiday number. I have Drew Holiday firmly number nine. Uh, we talked okay. about the big eight for you pod listeners out there. So, um, thoughts on that and anything else you kind of have first impression wise going through? We're by the way, we're uh, round twelve as we're doing the slow draft. We're going to talk about kind of the first seven rounds. So, yep, yep, um, yeah. The first thing, and we just kind of briefly mentioned it before we we we, we hopped on the pod. Just the importance of understanding what type of draft you're going into. You know, it sounds kind of, um, you know, rudimentary, but like, don't bring a nine, you know, a cheat sheet for a nine cat league into an eight cat draft and, and vice versa. You know, um, you know, just for, for folks that are relatively new to, to fantasy hoops and or, you know, trying to get get more into it. Um, obviously, just knowing the exact, rem, you know, the exact structure formats, you know, a league settings is, is so important because it, it does have a, a pretty varied impact on, on, on where you're going to take guys. Um, and just for instance, you know, we'll start in the first round, um, hard and slip into number three. Um, Mike and I both agree in an eight cat format, you've got to go hard and, um, first overall, um, in, in this type of, in, in this type of format. So, um, that's one thing. And yeah, I, I agree with you on the point guard. So, uh, you know, um, I really, I probably, I'm not as high on Trey Young as you are. Um, so I'd, I'd be, I certainly would be happy with either Kemba and or Holiday. Pro- I'd be very happy with Drew. I'd be less happy with Kemba and I wouldn't draft Trey. Um, but I do understand exactly where you're coming from just in terms of you want to avoid having to draft a point guard in rounds three or four where you have to, um, you know, uh, that, that's kind of what the position I was in. You know, I, I went big, big early on and I needed point guards that forced me to draft Connolly and Chris Paul in rounds three and four. So um, we'll get into that there. But yes, there is a there is a danger zone um, if you don't get one of those early point guards. I also, a lot of people went big, big. A, a lot of people who I really trust. Uh, I went big, big. You went big, big. Strope went big, big. Um, and then... You know, nobody, um, 
Jonas went guard guard, um, and then the guy at the end. And we did a thirteen team draft. Ryan was gonna come, but he has uh, just had twins, so congrats to Ryan. But so we just it's it's only a mock, so it doesn't really matter if it's an odd number. We're just kind of just going for the flow. So it's like almost like a 12, 14 team hybrid. But uh, anyways, like you said, I mean. Much respect to Jared and uh, Jim McCormick's my guy, but like, yo, you're wildin' for passing on Harden. Like, he's when he's on, he's literally twice as valuable as anybody. Like in an eight cat, um, yep. he's he's insane. Like, he's not. I don't see how any. There's no downside to him. He's healthy, doesn't rest. He's insane with stats. His steals are good. His threes are good. His rebounds are decent. His only bad side is his turnovers, and yep. it's an eight cat. So I I just. Like, Harden's the easiest number one in an 8-cat. I think he's an easy 9-cat, but um, that's besides the point. So, it did go Steph, who I like. Um, I would have Steph number three. I have I took Cat at four. I have Cat at two, even in an 8-cat. Um, his turnovers went up last year, actually a decent amount. So, you know, again, I was really happy to land him. Um, and then it went, so, uh, Steph, Giannis, Harden third. Uh, Kat, AD, Dame, Jokic, Paul George. Again, that's like the eight. I feel like anyone who's in fantasy and somewhat is going to have those eight guys in any order. Are you? And there's a massive, massive drop-off. Like, I do not want to pick ninth or tenth this year. To- totally agree. Um, at the end of that first round um, is a really tough spot. It, you ideally you really want to get those first eight. Um, certainly, if you have a Kentucky Derby style draft where you get to choose, um, you know, I some I know some people if they don't get you know the first five or six picks, like to pick that last pick in the first round so they can get the swing pick. I would advise against it this year um, because, uh, as Mike said, there is a massive drop off um, after the top tier fantasy guys. Yeah, Eddie, and I I take that slightly back because I'm really warming up on Drew at number nine, and I have him like firmly number nine. So I would say tenth right. is worse. Like. I can't draft Beal, man. I just don't trust this Wizards team. You know, I, I hear you, but you know, I think that the, the Pelicans are almost going to be too good. Like I was more on on, on the Drew Holiday and nine bandwagon, um, but I really like the 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 JJ Redick signing. I really like yeah. the Faber signing. You know, so I, I think that and they and they they have some solid depth at guard now. So I could see them not being overly reliant. On 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 holiday, he'll definitely he's a top ten pick in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I, I but I might lean towards Beal. I don't know. As we get closer, um, and and I put my final one fifty on paper. Um, I'll try to flesh it out. But um, I think just the the Wizards being completely reliant on Beal might actually be a, a might be benefit him in some respects, as we know, um, especially in an ACAD league where he's going to have the ball in his hands more often. He's going to be a high usage, very high usage rate guy with wall sidelined. Um, you do, do you definitely certainly have to worry about um, them sitting him in this down the stretch of the season um, assuming they'll be one of the worst teams in the league so he could you know hurt you if he misses some games in the playoffs but um, at this stage of the game when we something else we might have to discuss the fact that Rui Hachimura was a DMP rest in a summer league game yesterday um, if you thought we were joking around about this load management being an issue guys there is that is the proof in the pudding it is a legit serious issue going into next season that's my thing. That's that's my number one strategy. And Mark Strontman, who's uh, is a Bulls beat writer for NBC Sports Chicago, he was like, "Yo, Mike, are you trying to average like thirty games, eighty games played for your guys?" And I'm like, "Yes, that's yes. exactly what I'm trying to do." <laughs> like, uh, again, go on uh, RotoWorld.com for the draft go to, uh, slash NBA. It'll be right on there. Um, and you can kind of just go along. I want, we're not going to hit every pick here. Also, be here all day. But I just want to talk about some highlights and over, over just overall some trends that we picked up. Um, but, yeah, do you have a problem? Go, with Zion went 12. 
Uh, and I knocked him down a little. I wrote him up, and I was like, oh, my God. But I hate that he's... And it was, he's not really even hurt. But, like, I just don't like that they sat him out after nine minutes of Summer League, man. And I, I, I get it. And I'm not, I'm not like, killing him. Like, I still think he's a second-rounder. But that, that scared me off just a little bit. I am... I was... He looks chunky. You know, he yeah. just he didn't he didn't. He, I think I think they were almost. I don't want to say they were happy about the knee bruise, but I think they might have prevented prevented another you know high wear and tear usage injury. He just looks like he's above his playing weight. Um, give him a couple months to get in shape. Uh, hopefully, avoids the the beignets down in New Orleans. Um, <laughs> I just don't think I you, you ideally want him coming into the league at 285, 290 pounds. Um, you know, I, I think you'd rather have him a little bit slimmer. Um, so I am worried about his injury. I just I'm kind of set on the fact. Unfortunately, I'm not going to get Zion in any of my drafts. Um, I'm typically hesitant to reach for the the, the hot commodity, the hot. Oh, uh, where are we talking about your second round pick or what? What's up? We're gonna talk about your second round pick or <laughs> what? No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, I, I needed Mitch Rob at least one of my teams. For but, sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I just think Zion's a little. I, I would be happy with him at like twentieth, but he's never gonna fall. He's most likely not gonna fall that far, you know, in the twenty twenty five range. Um, so I'm probably, you know, I, I'm just coming to the realization that I'm not gonna reach for Zion, so I'm not gonna have Zion on my squad. I understand others reaching for him, um, if nothing else, for we play fantasy to have fun. So I, I you know, and and I want to watch a lot of Pelicans games this year. So I, I certainly don't knock the pick, um, but I just it's not right in my my appetite right now. It's a matter of taste for sure. Um, one thing I want to talk about, and uh, Strope had the terrible nine spot, uh, and he did a move I will never do. He took Joel Embiid, and he's like, hey, I'm picking late. I got to pick a guy with high upside, and Embiid has top five upside per game, no doubt. I just, I can't, I'm not expecting him to play 70 games, dude, and I can't fill my first round pick when that's the case. Like, it's just as simple as that. I'm sure Agreed. You, I'm sure you agree, yeah. I do, I do. I like him beat. I like his per game production. I, I, I don't have a really have a problem even um, middle second, late second, but but first round or two. I especially with Horford in the mix, I could see them kind of alternating DMPs, rests, games here and there in the middle of the season, second half of the season. Um, you know, one of those guys playing center, the other guy you know riding the bench as long as they have a decent record. Um, so I, I think that um, you know having another very very good center on the roster. You know, Horford's you know obviously going to play a lot of four. <laughs> Will most likely started for, um, but um, I think having that option in, available to the Sixers, they're going to take advantage of it. Um, so yeah, even if Embiid avoids injury, which is certainly no short thing, I think best case scenario is he plays like seven two games. You know, they sit him out at least ten games yeah. just for rest. That's purpose. like that's that's seriously the most. That's like his mom's ex- projections. Yeah, like, that's, yep. that's, that's crazy. Um, so round two, right off the bat, Trey Young, who I've I have him as a first rounder in eight cat. Um, for the reasons I said, like a lot of all my <coughs> later round targets, mid round targets are not point guards. Like the demand on a point guard in eight cat is so high. Every t- every time I win, an, and I feel like eight cat's probably my jam. Like I just like to have, and I, I always draft point guards early, and then I'll just fill in the rest of the way. If I have more point guards, great. Someone will overpay me for them. But like right. you win an eight cat league, if you have bad point guards, you're gonna lose. So I, like I said, if I'm picking late, I want that that combo uh, of Kemba Trey Drew. Um, you know, if I'm picking anywhere from nine to twelve, um, I know we don't really need to talk about that. And then Westbrook went, and then you mentioned Beal, um, and then Drew slipped. Uh, Drew fell to fourteen. I, I, we, you and I agree he's number nine. Uh, yep. And then Westbrook, like uh, you mentioned, Beal, who's high usage, higher turnover, and he's probably gonna lose efficiency. So Jonas kind of went uh, field goal punt build uh he went yeah. Beal, westbrook fox 
Russell Tatum. Uh, so he's top punting field goal percentage right there, which is pretty smart. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. Like, you know, it's one of those things. And, um, you know, we'll talk about it throughout the summer. We'll talk about it in this draft. The way I don't like to go into a draft saying I'm, you know, I'm going to punt free throws or I'm going to punt. I, I just that, that's my personal preference. But at the same time, if the draft falls out where my first four or five picks are the players that fell to me and I felt were the best value on the board, point me in in a certain direction. I'm going to keep that in mind when I make my sixth, seventh, eighth round, ninth round picks, um, and maybe build my team around them. Um, and it looks like what Jonas might have, uh, you know, had that strategy going in here. So yeah, to tie in Stroke's point and really all this together, like when you're picking in the back end, you got to be riskier, and punting yep. is risky. Yeah. So yep. you know, you got to you got to roll the dice a little bit. And if you're head to head, I think it's a really viable plan to to really make up some ground. Um, and you know, balance and just trying to win four or five, uh, you know, five, six categories instead of trying to win, um, win them all, which is True. usually the way I like to go. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're picking like eighth or, you know, four five, six, like pretty much like Dame Jokic. And I also noticed this too. So besides Giannis, like every other top eight guy is like really strong free throw, you yeah. know? So True. that's kind of a factor too. And all of them are pretty soft. Maybe Dame, uh, and maybe Paul George a little bit because we saw him tail up in field goal percentage late, uh, and then obviously Harden too. Like they're bad field goal percentage, but so if like, well, I wouldn't think a point guard falls back to you with Harden, but just something to think about. Um, again, pull up. Uh, let's talk uh, Devin Booker briefly. Uh, I know you're probably the low man uh, on Booker. I think in the whole crew, right? I am. Yeah, yeah. I get. I wouldn't spend a pick that high, but I get it though. Yeah, I, I, listen. There's there's certainly arguments to be made um, for and against. Um, I'm just a little bit uh, you know uncertain. Um, you know, we'll see with the new with Monty. You know, with the, with the new coaching staff in place, kind of how everything plays out in that respect. Um, but I just think there's there's other guys that that I would prefer. That so and, like he's basically guard Embiid to me in, in an eight cat. So uh, last twenty games he was active. He was top five uh, per game. He just went insane uh, right before he got hurt too. So. Definitely get it. Uh, it's and then, you know, picking late, go for the upside, and you can make a case for number nine to me. Uh, you can stall matter flavor. That's why picking late kind of sucks. Um, and then, oh, are you? I'm I'm off Vooch. Like Strope and I were talking about Vooch, and he's had kind of freak injuries here and there. He was healthy last year, had the hand issue two years ago, but his game logs are usually pretty low. Uh, and I just don't like to pay for you know upper twenty year old breakout players. I just don't. It's just something I never really did. I I I see what you're saying. Um, you feel like you're buying high. What, what? How can he possibly exceed the value he provided last season? So I totally get that. But even if he drops off a little bit, I think he's more of a sh- safer pick. You know, for instance, than than I took Mitch Robinson two picks later, and you know the the Doncic's of the world, and Kyrie Irving's, and LeBron James who went a pick after him. He doesn't have this the same upside as those guys, but I feel like he has a higher floor. Um, you know, so Straub went Embiid, so he wanted to go a little bit safer around two. I understand it. Um, you know, I, I think obviously. They gave him a hundred million dollar contract. He's going to be the focal point of their offense. They didn't really retool the roster. They brought you know um, much of the same guys back. They brought in um, Aminu, who's more of a de- defensive minded player. Um, so I think Vooch is as long as he stays healthy, he's been pretty durable. Um, he's the only player in the. He has at least twenty five. I think it's at least twenty five double doubles, eight seasons in a row, the longest stretch stretch in the in the NBA. So um, he's kind of one of those. Not sexy, but high floor picks that I I, re, I don't have a problem with, with with here to be honest. Yeah, I don't. It's just I would have taken Kyrie, and I don't even like Kyrie. 
Right, right. Yeah, I'm not. I, and I would take Miles Turner too. I think I, I'm kind of coming around on Miles Turner. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I took Miles Turner, and then you took Mitch Rob, who you could. I mean, we all we know Mitch Rob. Like he was top <laughs> top. Well, I don't know what he was eight cat, but nine cat. He was top ten in the last like fifteen twenty games. Yes, he was. A, he was. A, so he's probably like top, and he has more. He has more room to grow. It just, it just it just goes to show you how valuable blocks are, really. It's like yes, yes, and high field goal percentage. Yep, yep. Um, you know, so he was just yeah. What do you have? Like five fouls in the first like eight minutes last night. Yes, yeah, yes. he was hacking away. If they played the summer league rules, um, where you get ten fouls, I'd probably take him first overall. For sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, picks, I don't. I'm off Luca entirely. Um, Rick Carlisle said he needs to get in better shape. Said a, you know about a week ago. And I just hate how he just slowed down. He was so bad at field goal percentage last year. Wasn't really wowing and really anywhere besides like points. He had some boards, but I don't know. I, I just don't get it. Like he's at, you know like like you were saying was Zion. Like he's a little out of shape. His coach called him out on it, and yeah. like he wants to play more. I get that, but I don't know. I just I, I'm just not feeling Luca that high. You're gonna have to spend you know top thirty pick on him in an eight cat. I just can't do it. Totally. He finished 53rd overall in eight cats last year. Um, and I, yeah, I, I'd probably have him 50 ish around that, you know, in terms of where I think he'll end up. If he slipped to the forties, I would certainly be willing to, to, to pick, scoop him up. Um, I think he's solid value there. Um, but I wouldn't, you're going to have to spend a pick in the probably twenties to get him. Um, to me, it's just that the value is not there. The upside is not there. Um, you got Kristaps Porzingis entering the picture. How does that impact um, you know, Luca's usage rate. Um, I just, yeah, there's just, there's some question marks there, uh, that I'm not overly excited about. I think he's a little bit, um, you know, we talked a little bit about on Vooch where you're kind of paying for last year's production. I think same thing with, with Doncic, you're paying for his production. Also just the buzz and, mm-hmm. and rookie of the status that he generated. I'm, I'm not willing to go there. Younger players are going to cost you more. And I kind of feel like it's worth it. Uh, just cause I'm worried about older guys with load management. But not that high. Like there's definitely you got It's like almost like a supply and demand equilibrium kind of a thing. Like you got to find where they yep. meet. Um, yep. So and, and even even age wise, you know, not necessarily the youngest guy, but you know, maybe that 24 to 26 sweet spot might be the might be the the, the ideal range. Yeah. You know, in terms. So just quickly to end round two, um, just on, I love Andre Drummond, and I would have paired him with almost anybody, um, just because I think he's really good. Like I've. But not James Harden. That's like the one guy. I, I just you're just zapping so much free throw percentage out of Harden right there. Like, yeah. I hate that. Like like pretty much I and I I considered it, but like and I took a, a free throw a punt guy later just because it was too it was you know not my core and I, I could trade him or whatever. But like if you draft Cat or AD and you're having a big or Jokic, um, you know a, like if he had fallen to um, to Giannis, that would have been perfect. Um, right for like that's that's just a great pairing, but like, you know, I'd be down to pair him with Zion, or obviously Gobert, he, even Paul George, who's like okay, in Jokic too. Like Jokic doesn't get to the line too much, but not Dame. Dame was I think number one for free throw percentage last year, like for you know total output. But anything, it's kind of fantasy one on one, I guess. You want to add anything there? Yep, yep, totally agree. Cool. Okay, so um, Kawhi went um, second to last pick in the second round. Um, Value is def- definitely good value there. I uh, I pass it in for Miles Turner. For I just again, I want youth. Um, my first four picks were all twenty three and under, um, and then uh, yeah, I went and then most yeah, I just went young all day. Anyways, um, thoughts on Kawhi? Are you drafting Kawhi at all or no? 
I am. I am. I was actually deciding between him and Mitch Robb. If ah. I didn't take Mitch Robb, I probably would have gone Kawhi. Um, if I was a couple spots later, I probably would have grabbed Kawhi. So I like him there. Um, I understand the the you know the, the limited production. He's going to sit out a bunch of games, but um, he was relatively healthy. He just missed games for rest, not for injury. Um, if you give me seventy plus games, you know seventy two, you know sixty nine to seventy two games for for Kawhi, I'm content. Um, and I think he provides a whole solid value there. Um, so I'm cool on Kawhi. That's I think why that's, I said that's, so he was. Uh, he played sixty games and he was healthy. Like that's why I think that's like a big negative. I can't. Like, I, it's crazy to me. I think he's going to play more than sixty this year. I think yeah. his first year with play, you know, they're going to need. You know, they're in the West. There's going to be a dogfight for positioning. Um, so I, I, if I, you know, if you, I, I think the over under on like the games is going to be sixty eight. I probably take the over. I think he's going to try to play around seventy games. Um, so I, you know, because obviously that ten game difference is is a is a major chunk. If you, if you again, if you promise me that you that he's going to play, he's only going to miss ten games. I'd probably have him like in like 14th overall so yeah. um i think yeah. around 20th is, is a good value there yeah, worth the risk oh it's definitely i mean after again it's just so open in the second round that's why kind of picking earlier is a benefit because just take whoever falls yeah so um not the third round was pretty much what i expected except for really one pick uh again just hop on rotor world i don't want to read them all off but john Morant went third round uh third pick third round like that was like hello i, I was really stunned by that and I passed on Jimmy Butler. I'm just terrified of him missing time with injuries. Um, I, I again, basically him and Kawhi are the same, like the same player to me. I could see him be, getting load management factor, um, you know, kind of a little bit of a diva kind of a move. But Jimmy's insane. Like Jimmy has really top six, seven upside, maybe top five. He's been he's yep. gone off before. Yes, yes, but I'm with you there. Um, I don't, I don't love the situation, in Miami. I think they're going to try to rest them as, as as much as possible. Um, so I don't, I don't love the, you know, I understand it's it's decent value there, but he's not a guy I plan on on drafting. In too many, and possible uh, Westbrook would maybe ding him a little bit. Yep, so yep. And as far as probably top fifteen upside, I think. True. Um, and as far as John Morant, I wouldn't have picked him there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm not high on the rookies uh, to, to begin with, as I mentioned, um, or, you know, at, at a certain value. Um, then you got Tyus Jones in the mix. Um, DeAnthony Melton as well might might get some minutes. Um, so I think um, that, um, that, you know, we, we assumed that when Connolly was gone, that Moran just would kind of have the run of the show as many minutes as he can get. But they just committed, you know, $28 million over three years to Tyus Jones, too. So they're certainly going to use him. Um, you know, they, they mentioned that the, the two could play together. And I could see that. Um, but I, I think Morant's value takes a little bit of a knock with Tyus Jones in the mix. And I took Donovan Mitchell. I reached a little bit because I didn't want to wait 20 picks and have all bigs. Um, so I had Mitchell probably about – I like Donnie. I know you don't, but uh, I like what I'm hearing. Like I think uh, I think adding Conley helps. Dropping his usage rate will be a good thing. Uh, he could be more aggressive on defense. I love all that space in Utah to really help him out, open things up. Um, yesterday, Dennis Lindsay said that their main goal was to add as much shooting, quote, as humanly possible for Rudy and Donovan. So I still think Donovan's going to be upper 20s usage rate, you know, scoring around close to 20. Maybe boost his steals, maybe three, four dimes. I, I just, I like Donnie quite a bit. I know I, you're not, and, and and again, eight cat helps him too. So, agreed. But I'm not. I, I'm higher on Mitchell. I I think there's a chance I'll have Mitchell in a draft or two this year. Whereas I knew I was. I had him. I think I had him like 51st overall, and his ADP was like 22 last year. So I think his ADP has dropped. 
while his well, you know, and my ranking of him is going to go higher. So there's a chance I could scoop him up. And I, I totally agree with you. I think he's set up for a big year. If the Jazz are going to take that next step, they need him to develop into a superstar. Um, they surrounded him with some really good pieces that should open up the, the floor for him and a little bit less pressure on him, but still keep a high usage rate. Um, so I think he's in a good spot. And so you took uh, Conley three pick, four picks after me. Uh, excuse me, three picks after me. So would you have taken uh, Donnie or would you rather have Conley? I probably would rather Connolly. Um, he finished 26th overall in eight cat leagues last year. Um, again, not really that exciting of a pick. Going to from Memphis to Utah could hurt his fantasy production a little bit as he's playing on a much better team, a little more well-rounded roster. Um, but I still like him. Just I, I, part of it was because I, again I went big, big, so I needed a point guard. Um, needed those point guard cats, especially in, a, in an eight cat league. Um, so uh, yeah, I was happy with Connolly. Probably would have Connolly ahead of Mitchell, but um, certainly very close to each other. I had him close, but yeah. I was trying to like warm up to myself because I wanted to take a point guard. But he's missed 12-plus games in five straight seasons. Yeah. So that's just knocked me off him. But he's, he was the best available point guard to me. Um, mm-hmm. Him and Fox, were, I'm, like, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get warm up on Fox here. I just don't really know how I feel about the Kings as a front office and everything. Um, Bam Adebayo did go third, which I'm expecting to happen a lot. Um, we talked about this last time. We don't need to do it again. Yep. Um, I'm down. Um, I think maybe a little bit later because uh, this is 8-cat. But... Bam's my dude. I, I'm going to have a whole lot of Bam this year. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not willing to invest in what it's, yeah. what's going to especially draft with. Yeah. You would take Chris that. So we, Jer, uh, Jared and I talked about this. Like this power forward center pocket. Like it's just, it's so clear. The Pascal, like third round, pretty much all of them could go third round. Pascal, Collins, who I almost think is a second rounder, by the way. Um, Agreed. Travis I, think Schwenk, Pascal, I think Pascal and Collins are a, a tier above. But yeah, go ahead. yeah. I, and I'm, I think I'm moving Collins past um, past. Everybody now, uh, Travis Schlank. If you missed it, we, I tweet. Uh, I, I put it on Roto World. Schlank thinks that Young and Collins, who played in Collins, went off uh, after the break last year, and he was yep. only playing thirty a game. So you're talking about thirty-five a game. I mean, you're, it's legit, like twenty-five and fifteen. And he got over a block down the stretch, which was insane. Early, like in December, January, he had like one block over like a twenty-game span or whatever it was. And he just came on, man. And I, I'm just, I'm really feeling Collins as a second rounder this year right now. Um, Same. So we agree I, with. You, okay, you had one pick ahead of me. I would have loved to have him where I was at. I think yeah. he's definitely a top, top twenty-two ish potential. That's who I passed on. I was like, as I took Donnie, and I was like, dude, I don't want to let Collins go, but I, I can't miss out on guards like this. Yeah. But uh, anyways, so we love him, and then so I guess that next pocket would be Bam, Chris Stapps, Jaron Jackson Jr., who went in a row uh, in this draft. And then DeAndre Ayton, Draymond, and Tobias, and then Boogie. Like that's that whole little group is going to go within ten picks of each other. Yep. Anybody yep. that you are into or are not into? I would have Jaron Jackson ahead of Bam. I'm high on Jaron Jackson. Chris Saps is just uh, is like a is, it, you you know what you're getting into. It's a total risk reward. I mean, it's like a lowercase version of of MB. Who, who, who Strobe drafted? He has MB yes. and Chris Stapps. Yep, yep. So, so he just went the all, and I and, and I get it. I like that strategy. You know, if you're gonna go risky early on, you might as well go for the gusto. Ricky uh, Bobby, first and <laughs> last. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think if if Chris Stapps plays 72 games, he could he could provide top 20 value. If he only plays 45, then you you know you, you you're, you're sunk yeah. if you take him too early. So um, I, I I would probably lean towards Jaron Jackson and Aiden just as a little safer commodities. Yeah, I like Jaron Jackson. Um, 
And then eight, so eight and boogie. Are you into boogie at all or no? No, 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 no. Off no, boogie no. entirely. Okay. Oh, oh. I'm into him a little bit, but not over those. Like I put him at the back end of that group. We said like I don't see myself drafting him. I will I'll not. definitely take Chris Stapps, JJJ, Bam. Yes. But you have, you have Bam over Boogie, though? Yeah. Okay. And that's and, and I'm not high on Bam, so you know where I'm yeah. at. Yeah. Okay. And then LaMarcus went, which I threw him in that group, too, and he fell. I mean, LaMarcus in the fourth round, he's been really healthy with the Spurs. Totally. But, yeah. I like LaMarcus as a, as a boring I, – I, I was hoping that he would fall to me. I ended up taking Chris Paul, but he went to pick right before me on the way back. Um, but he was the name I had highlighted. So I like him as a – and I, I ended up taking DeRozan in the next round. So that just – those you know boringish Spurs guys, but their floor is really high. You know what you're going to get. You know what you can expect. They're going to play plenty of games, so I like those guys there. 81 games, 33 minutes for Lamarcus last year. Just he was, yep. he, and he that was the knock on him uh, before San Antonio. It's like, yeah, this guy's not going to give me 70 games or you know 75 games, and 74, 72, 75, 81. So he's been just a really valuable fantasy guy and consistent too. Absolutely. Um, you took Chris Paul. Um, Point guard uh, again. That the point guard factor. Did that is that like I need a point guard here? Is that kind of what you're like? Pretty much, you know. I think in an ACAD league, you know, I was between him and, and Covington. Covington actually went the next pick. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I just think at this stage of the game, you know, we're we're almost fifty picks into it, um, you know, or, or mid forties. I think that there's a, you know, at some point, the you know that the pros outweigh the cons. Um, you know, and it, you know, last year he finished on a per game basis, finished top 20. Um, he only played 58 games. Obviously you'd like to see more. Um, but if he can play 65 games or so, I, I think he provides solid value there. Yep. Uh, and then are you into Covington? So I'm, he had the 80 game year two years ago. He was hurt last year, what, 15 games or whatever it was, or 30 games, whatever it was. And then he missed 15 before that, um, back to back. So he's played in, he's missed 15 games in three of the last four years. He has huge upside. I just I can't do it. And this is knee injury things. This isn't like Vooch hand or Laurie Markkinen's elbow. Although Laurie has a lot of back issues or like Miles Turner's kind of freak things that have happened. Like I, I just I, I can't take Covington. I'm not, and, the, and the fact that they're they're considering dealing him makes you think that they might they not be may not be overly confident that he's going to play. I think that's fine though. Like I think yeah. every land, he's just so good oh. at steals and hitting threes and other totally. Guys. I'm just I'm just worried about the team that has the most information about his, you know, his medical information is willing to trade him. Makes me a little bit nervous, you know. Yeah. All right. so. And I took Jamal Murray again. He's checked the boxes. He's young. He plays a lot of games and he's a point guard. It was like, all right, I'm taking Jamal Murray. I know he may yep. not have top twenty five upside, but. He has everything I want in a guy. You know, he's, Malone doesn't like to rest guys. Um, they just got a max deal. Like I just think he's ready to roll. Um, again, prob- another safe, a sexy yet safe pick. Like there's definitely room yep. to improve for him. Uh, was he 22? So, um, and it kind of is what it is. Like, I don't really see anything too much to talk about. Uh, round five, um, pretty boring. There was again, um, David E went. With the bold pick of the uh, the round, he went Thomas Bryant round five, which was aggressive. Um, yep. I could get on board with him, but I don't know. You're passing on. Um, I guess he just wanted a big. Like there's, it's a pretty. I would have taken Derek Favors. I think you and I talked a lot about being very pro Favors, who went the last pick of this round. But I I don't know. And he he usually goes later, so that was a reach. So you could probably get okay. Bryant probably like round seven or eight, and that's fine. Agreed. Okay, um, Kevin Love, uh, round six, or, or sorry, round five, are you, and, and then also Danilo Gallinari, back-to-back. Yeah, I think Love's worth a, worth a shot there. Um, I think there's a, 
better than 50% chance he's wearing a different team's jersey on February 9th or whatever, the first game after the the, the, uh, the trade deadline. Um, so there's a little bit, obviously, uncertainty there. What happens in Cleveland? If he stays in Cleveland, they'll probably rest him down the stretch as they'll be out of it. So he might get hurt in the playoffs. But um, I think, you know, the middle of round five is, is certainly the right time to roll the dice on Love. I can't do it. Yeah, you just, you're off. I mean, yeah, like, so if he gets traded at the deadline, like, he's going to sit the whole time. This guy has, like, <laughs> major knee issues. He breaks his hand, like, eight times a season. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, he's, he hasn't cleared, uh, he played 60 games three years ago, and then 59, then 22. This guy's, like, a terrible bet for 75 games. So That is true. Yeah, that is true. He's fine, but I just don't, like... He wasn't even good in his 22 games. He was all right in like the counting categories, but he shot 38.5% from the field last year. Like, no, no, I'm just not into it. Do you take Shea? Would you have taken Gilders Alexander? Oh, yeah. I, I like Shea. Uh, I think this, and I've said, I said this in the last pod. Like, okay, so what? Westbrook zaps his usage. Who cares? Like, he's, you know, he's, an, he's not a 25 usage guy. He's an 18, 19 usage rate guy with steals, and... with good shooting numbers, with assists, with a little bit of boards. And, like, he's. You know, he was well-rounded. stud. He was a stud the last month of the season, and he was and, great in the Warriors series too. And if Westbrook gets traded, you just got a, a third round pick in in the fifth round. You know, maybe second, maybe second. If you consider he's a point guard, totally agree with you. His upside is humongous if Westbrook gets dealt. Yeah, so like that's what we were saying, like that. And I considered him over, but I took CJ McCollum, and I I was I took him thinking like, okay, maybe I could sneak Shea because I knew there's no way CJ would make it back to me. Right, and right. some people are like, oh, CJ, he's got Westbrook there, but yeah, you guys are too smart, so <laughs> <laughs> I should have known better. But at least now I know going. This, it's a mock, you know, it's our, our really yeah. first mock of this, and we'll be we're gonna probably put like seven or eight mocks in the draft guide as we always do. So, um, anything else you learned from round five? Um, Lonzo, no good. Lonzo's no good, right? I don't know. I don't yeah. want any. I like Lonzo, so I was coming around on him, but then when JJ Redick went there, I'm off. Yeah, um, I thought Levert's, um, you know, interesting pick there. Market and Tatum are two guys I like. Um, I think those guys have some nice upside, but you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have to pay a, a bit of a premium for them. Um, so I don't think you're gonna, you know, they're gonna slip too far. Um, you know, so I, I think they probably went about where I'd expect. Yeah, so I had Market on my short list. I knocked him off when I saw he had like five different bouts with his back. Yeah, so yeah, like, eh, dude, nothing. He had the, obviously the elbow thing that started last year, but he has back issues. Yep. So I'm off for a guy that young, tall dude, like, can't do it. And I'm is in Chicago. I don't know like that situation. Uh, moving to the sixth round, pretty much what you would expect. Uh, DeJounte Murray was a surprise who um, you all took him. He's uh, another one of the podcast listeners, a, hip, a hip-hop head like I am. Um, he was kind of wild like rock stars who smash guitars uh, and inspect the deck line. Because <laughs> uh, he went Lonzo and DeJounte back-to-back. But I like Deshante, and I was probably thinking about him on the way out, um, like round seven or so. So I think that's fine there. But it's tough to spend you know top fifty for a guy coming off an ACL who has Pop as his coach. You know, like that combination yep. is a little scary. Yep, and they got White there who's can eat up some minutes. You know, I don't think that's that a concern to me. Like I think those guys can definitely coexist together. Oh, you know? oh, oh, definitely. Oh. I'm just saying, like they if they want to give him some rest, you know, if they don't want him playing the back to backs, etc., they have some other options there. Is my point, yeah. And if Dejounte busts out, like if Dejounte has a top thirty season, it's because he probably leads the league in steals. True. True. And yeah, you know, he's he he could for sure. Uh, he's yep. a, a steals machine. 
Um, Julius Randle went this round, and Mont- I'm off Harrell. Um, I mentioned on the last pod, he needs to score. You know, he's scoring 17 a game on decent usage, and he shoots 60%. So cutting his usage is cutting his efficiency on the high field goal percentage. Not a big shot blocker, not a big rebounder. So he's pretty durable, I guess, but I'm, I'm just not into the upside. To- totally agree. I think you're going to have to pay. He finished 76 in 8-cat last year. And he played 82 games, scored 16.6 points a game. I just don't see any way that he improves his production, you know, while sharing the floor. You know, he's getting some plenty of plenty of run with the second unit, but with Paul George and Kawhi there, and yes, those guys will sit out. And they, you know, I just, I just don't see it happening. I just don't see him improving that production. So I think he'd be close to 100, um, which is probably where I'll have him ranked. So I therefore I won't. Understandably, people are going to draft him in the you know seventh and eighth rounds. I'm just not going to be able to. Respond. Yeah, I guess Jonas probably thinks something different because like the way Jim, and Jonas is really good at team building. And he took a guy who's strong at field goal percentage, but he's kind of doing a field goal punt build. So I thought that was kind of an interesting move. Maybe he just took him for value. Like, I took what? So I guess we'll just get to there. Um, anything else? So Strope took Rozier, and he told me, like, I need a point It was his first point guard pick uh, yeah. in round six. He's like, I got to get a point guard here. So he just took him. I'm not drafting Rozier. Um, like, obviously, Shea by a mile. Sounds like you agree. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. But kinda- that's it, though. Like, you look at... There's no point guard that comes off the board for, oh, my God, like a long time. That's I, the th- right, yeah. right the next point guard that comes off the board. Derek like, White, I guess. Yeah. And that was in round eight. And I took, I guess you'd call Fred Van Vliet, who I freaking was so happy to get. Um, yes. I'd much, I'd much rather have Fred Van Vliet two rounds later. And I'm kind of high up here. I was very interested to see where he was going to go because I think – but I, I was kind of I'll, I'll be hoping that he flies on the radar. But the field goal percentage with Rozier is the killer. There, it's the guy that's career shoots under forty um, percent for his career. So that that could really hurt. Yeah, you. Like he's going to be a high shooter. If Jonas took him over Harrell, like that would have been great. Like, you're just yep. all out. Yep. You're going to lose field goal percentage every week. Yep. Uh, yep. So I thought that would have made sense. But um, I always say his stats and his starts were good though. I'm trying. It's like fourteen five and five with a good steals numbers and good efficiency. Yes. So maybe but it's, it's in his head. Is he gonna is he gonna be that guy or is he gonna be the you know the the, the the player that you know when he was coming off the bench behind Kyrie when his when his numbers were horrible. So he'll be starting obviously, so you assume that it'd be closer to the fourteen, six and five range, but uh, I'm just not sold that that's reliable. Yeah, and again, the sets are gonna be there for sure, but it's just the other stuff that's gonna probably not be very good. Uh, but he shoots the ball for well from the line too, so yeah, if you're yeah. Pu- if you're a field goal pump build, like that would have been a good spot for him. Yep. Um, what else we got here? Um, you took Barrett, uh, and then full disclosure on this, you were yes. out and about, and I was yes. I was trying to because pers- you you were tied <laughs> up. I was like, dude, let's move this draft going just to mock. And I was like, take RJ. I was, I was at I was at a Hyundai dealership trying to close on a Hyundai Tucson for my wife. Nice. When, when so when you like gave me a list of names and you're like RJ's still out there, I said yes. <laughs> Barrett, you're uh, a tweet machine on 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 Barrett right now. You have to take him. That's like me when yeah. I took. Like I had to take Tyler Hero in round ten. I was like, yes, yes. exactly, exactly. <laughs> you got to stay on brand. Got to. Um, it's a mock draft, you know. A hundred percent. That's that, that's the other thing. It's a mock. You gotta you gotta you roll the dice. We have some something yeah. to talk about. And that's why uh, I'll add too. Like, it, I'm I hate going safe. Like yes. so, I, we'll get there. To, I guess let's just talk about it now. So I took Hassan Whiteside in round seven. I also took uh, Kelly Oubre in round six. I was really happy to get him. Uh, he was you know third ish, fourth ish round. 
um, down the stretch last year, and the Suns are going to need help. But so I'm very much like I want to take guys who have like narratives, who have like youth, who have like a path to major upside. And I guess besides Whiteside being 30, he has he checks everything. Like they're going to have no depth behind him. Zach Collins is not going to be able to play the five every night. Uh, Terry Stotts called him quote a perfect fit for what they want to do. They want to run pick and roll with him. They want to have him rebound a lot. They want to have him block shots a lot. Um, obviously the downsides there. He doesn't fit my team at all. Um, because I'm building strong free throw percentage through pretty much every pick I had, but I was like, I gotta take him here, um, and I, you know, hopefully I trade him for somebody. But uh, I was pretty, I was pretty happy. And again, I was, I was trying so hard not to take him. I was like, I just have to do it. So you- and yes, and and the more you hear about Nurk, the longer it sounds like he might be out longer. You know, out until February. Um, you know, you had you blurred that recently, so it's just there's there's definitely some concern there. Um, and and for a similar reason, I ended up taking Zach Collins in, in round nine. Yep. Um, I really like Collins this year. I mean, if you just look at the front court depth for Portland, Scal, Anthony Tolliver, Whiteside, and Zach Collins, and I mean that is really it until Nurk comes back. Um, so I think both Whiteside and Collins are just gonna as many minutes as they can play. You know, they're going to log as just, you know, I guess Nas Little could play a little bit of power forward. That's probably a stretch. Hazonia, I mean, guess could play power forward in a pinch. But really, on the roster, that I mean, that is it in terms of depth. Um, so if those guys play relatively well, I could see both of them playing 30-plus minutes a night. Yeah, it's funny. We Pretty much leading up to free agency, I was like, yo, if once Aminu signs somewhere else, I'm all about Zach yeah. Collins. And, yep. then, and then, like, Mo Harkless goes away. <laughs> it's just like, dude, yep. how is this guy not going to break out? But, like, his numbers were really – his numbers were not very good last year. But the opportunity – it's like – so, like, it's almost like what we said with Pascal last summer. It's like yep. he's got yep. minutes coming his way. Can he play really well? And, you know, we always talk about opportunity and that's skill. So, Zach Collins has, like – if you're doing Madden ratings, like, opportunity is, like, 100 his skills yep. probably only like fifty, but hey, you know maybe he has a big off season, could block shots and hit threes, so he has upside for sure. Yeah, I mean that Gonzaga after his freshman year coming into the draft, I mean he was projected as a guy that could knock down threes, block shots, um, you know, just kind of a, one of those very interesting, you know, unicornish type bigs. Um, certainly hasn't delivered on that promise over his first couple of years, although he has shown flashes. Mm. Um, you know, and Myers Leonard's gone too. It's yep, another. Yep. You know, so it's just it's one of those things where I just I, I'm I'm very I, I I hopefully he falls a little bit more. Hopefully he doesn't play too well in the preseason. Um, and Barrett too. You know, we mentioned Barrett. I hope he stinks it up for the rest of the the summer league as well. Um, so his you know he really starts falling in, in drafts um, because those are the type of you know guys that um, it's interesting. If, you know, if you make out your and I'll do it. I'm going to make out a top 150 soon. You make it out. You know, right after the season ends or right after you know summer league slash free agency ends, and then two weeks into summer into training camp and, and preseason when one guy has a great preseason game and his hype starts getting generated or Zion has a great dunk so he's you know um, it's those type of things um, you know try to keep it the big picture in mind and not judge too much off you know 96 minutes of summer league action um, or a couple preseason games well uh, so it's like it's situational but like one example where big preseason led to a big season I always think of is Josh Richardson yeah. He was like, all right, he looks pretty good. He went insane in the preseason, and then we all boosted him up, and it worked out. Like, he was killer two years True. ago. Last year he was a And I still like Jay Rich, by the way, who went in round six. So I think it's on – what do you think? I thought that was a good pick. Round, I like it more than 9-cat, but I don't think it's Definitely. a bad pick. 
I think he's, you know, he struggled a little bit, didn't didn't quite deliver um, in, in, the, in the closing weeks of last year, um, you know, second half of the season. But I think he's definitely a value pick. Again, the guy that stuffs the stat sheet across the board. Yeah, he's and like, I, think, I, th- I think there's a positive regression in his shooting to, to come. Yeah, year. he had too much usage going his way. So, like, like I was saying with Donovan Mitchell, like, I'm always – I love usage rate. But like, that's the yeah. kind of guy who definitely could kind of take a hit, uh, you know, a backseat on usage at times. Um Anything else you want to add? Round seven? I don't really see. It. It's pretty, pretty standard. Um, well, did you? Were you pissed that Isaac went off the board two picks before? I'm you? actually you, not. Uh, okay. I, for normally I would, but I just drafted Whiteside. I had Miles Turner and Cat, so I think I'm okay in blocks. <laughs> but um, gotcha. yeah, I, and I'm a little bit worried about Aminu. You know? Yeah, Aminu's true. Being back, true. and then you know, I'm a little nervous. I, I liked him, but if Aminu wasn't there, I would have probably taken him over Whiteside. I was one other. Um, uh, this was round six, but Miles um, Bridges. I was surprised he went as high as he did. Yeah, he I went round six. That's right. Partly because he's been playing so well in the preseason, and he's one of those guys I hope would would slip a little bit further. But um, I understand won't. reaching for him because I he think won't. he's he's yeah. A, yeah, I, yeah I, he's, I agree with you. He's he's going to start. He's only going to start climbing draft boards. Yeah, um, he is. He's in position to put up some big numbers next year. Steals block three. He's going to almost be like Batum. You know, steals block three. Yep. A little bit of scoring. Yep. Assists won't really be great, but decent boards. I, so yep. definitely, I'm, I'm into He's, him, and yeah, I, I, he actually crossed my mind over Ubre, but yeah, I, I like, yeah. I really like Ubre this year. Um, all right, so let's just talk about your picks. Uh, we'll do another sure. Friday pod to talk about the later picks. So you went Collins, Marcus Smart, Oladipo, Dragon. So you went like, oh, they're falling. I'll take them. <laughs> yes, uh, and, and oh, and that, Gary Harris too. He took Gary Harris round seven. Yep, and that's and that's the type of thing where. Um, that's usually how I draft, you know, I, I, you know, try to draft guys that, that shouldn't be there. I tried not to get stuck or, or uh, married to certain players or, or certain, you know, formats. Um, let the draft come to me, let the, see how the draft board falls. That's in fantasy football, that's in basketball, that's in everything. And then I can kind of reassess after the draft. Um, you know, do I need field goal percentage? Do I need blocks? Okay, let me package this guy and this guy because I think I drafted well. So if I wait a couple, three weeks into the season and I think Gary Harris is going to be outperforming his draft position, I can trade my Gary Harris eighth round pick for a guy that struggled the first three weeks and somebody's panicking with their sixth round pick and kind of make that swap, you know, that type of thing. Yep, definitely. Uh, Marcus Smart, how do you feel? Even with Kemet around and. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love the pick, but again, eight category league. He's a guard. Um, he was. He, and, and when I looked at his um, production in eight cat leagues last year, I was surprised that he was top inside the top ninety. Um, he shot you know, so he, sh- he was hitting threes like crazy down the stretch last year. He was finished the year just shooting forty two percent, but didn't knock down his free throw. Shot over eighty percent from the free throw line. Um, you know, he's, you know, you know, he's going to give you steals. That's the thing. Obviously, you hope. Um, you know, maybe a little bit more of a, a role. You know, facilitating the offense um, with Kyrie gone. So I think there's a little bit of upside there, um, but just again, kind of a safer, you know, you know, pick in that in that respect. The post last twenty three games, forty seven percent from the field, eighty seven percent from the line, two steals. If you can get forty-seven, you know, above forty-five percent, above forty-six percent from Smart, he's he certainly has top seventy. Above forty-three, <laughs> yep. he's going to steal yep. get two steals a game. So, yeah, and definitely into him. All right, so we'll get out of here on that. Again, we'll be back Friday to talk about the second half of this draft. Uh, hopefully, you were following along on Roto World. My quick little write-up. There's some other notes in there that I didn't necessarily talk about there. Um, looking forward to it. We're going to be going draft guide mode. All sorts of columns are going to be in there. Like we always do. We always have like. 25 30 columns in there uh it's just loaded for like 15 20 bucks whatever it is it's just totally worth it if you're if you're if you're listening to this podcast like you're definitely it's definitely worth it like you're you're like you like fantasy enough where 
you could maybe not go out to eat one time and just like just chill and get mad fantasy advice. This is true. <laughs> Alright, so you guys take care. Enjoy the rest of Summer League the next couple of days. And thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me on, brother. <laughs>